Yeah. 
this time to just worship you in spirit and in truth. We lay aside every weight. We lay aside every thought, every care that is not of you. We just ask that you come into this place and have your way today. Come into this place and reign freely. Hallelujah. I just want to praise you. Lift my hands and say I love you. your hands and sing that. Sing
this building. Lift your hands and just glorify the Lord. Just take this time in your own, in your own worship. Just lift your voice to the Lord. Just worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him.
down. I got a lot of stuff to do in a short time to do. I need your rest. This pastor Kirk going to preach you crazy. Don't let you have it. So you need your energy. So I heard this was a request. So give me a soft preaching amen. I mean E flat. Yeah, that's a preaching A flat. This should let you know something old is about to happen. this request. Jesus, be a piece Y'all don't know that song? Oh, I thought y'all knew that song. I, I thought y'all knew it. I mean, just pass it. That's the bill. This is for you. Jesus, be a piece favorites. Let me tell you a quick story. Pastor uh, Bill and I, we, we kind of met in the bathroom. Mega van. And we were in the part that didn't, you know, we did. We was in another part of the van. And I said, that's my favorite right there. And he turned around and said to me, I believe you said, that's my favorite. I, I just, you know, I, in my mind, you said that. 
but we knew it was something different when the security came and ushered me out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He was very gracious, and I love him, and I love him. And I've been to Pastor Ethel Bonnie's church. Oh, come on, man. Come on. Another one of my favorites. And, and I'm sorry. I hail from my all-time favorite, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Now, that's my pastor and my. So, listen, let me see something. Where's that uh, piece? Um, technology has changed, and, um, and I'm changing with it. Um, two years ago, after 30 years in the music industry, in the contract, I walked away. I put another, they put some money on the table on a contract, and they said, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Had great labels, had great everything, and, and they've all been good to me. I wouldn't be here before you if it wasn't for them. But I kind of want to make the money now and say, I'm going to be 100 with you. WBGS RV Chicago WBGS RV Chicago You have not tuned into this broadcast of excellence God has you listening to this service for a reason You are at the right place Listening to the right thing At the right time Because Good morning, good morning, good morning This is your day for a miracle so much for tuning in. The focus of this broadcast is to extend an invitation to Jesus Christ, to deliver the word of God without hesitation, and to offer prayer for the sick and every situation in your life. This is your day for a miracle. Stay tuned with your host, Brother Andre Murphy, and know that it only happens on AM. Good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me give you the uh, show that God is. You know, God can really do something for somebody that uh, only He can do. Um, uh, I've been trying to work it out myself, and I can't, I can't get it, I can't get it to work out. Um, and I know uh, I tried some of my friends, and they, they can't, they can't work out either. So um, I even called my my attorney. Uh, for a lot of things that I was going through, and you know, some things that work out, some stuff that just couldn't work out. Uh, call, call service, I just want to 
and something that could work out, and something that couldn't. But well, one day, or more than one day, actually. So I want to say, um, as I say every week, um, hold on a little while longer. Uh, listen, your health is on the way. And um, he's a very present help in a time of trouble. Uh, there's no searching of his understanding. There's no problem that he cannot solve. There's no situation that's impossible uh, for God uh, to do. Um, I don't care what you're going through. I want you to know that, um, that Jesus uh, still cares about you. Welcome. Come on in. Welcome in. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. I appreciate it if you would like and share um, this video. I would appreciate it if you would take the time out and um, you know maybe share with somebody that might be, that need a word and encouragement and they need prayer. Um, please, you know, share. So I just want to say, um, before I get started, I want to thank everybody that tuned in uh, throughout this week. Um, I try to make it around 10.30 on Saturday morning at a regular time. And um, I've been moving a lot, um, you know, trying to get settled in my new place. But um, God is good. And once I get everything set up and get my computer going and get everything set up and get the Wi-Fi going, like it's going to be back like it was regularly. But so please be patient with me. Um, I'm trying to, my best to, to answer your prayer requests. But uh, last week it was really a phenomenal week. Um, last week uh, we saw so many uh, miracles, um, healing that was taking place, and I, I'm just grateful uh, that God. Uh, God did it. You know, somebody said, yeah, you want to know who did it? God did it. And so I want to thank God, you know, first, you know, for waking me up this morning. Everybody want to thank him. I want to thank him for, I want to thank him for, because he started, you know, started me um, um, on my way. I'm just glad, you know, just to know that uh, he cares about you. He cares about um, everything that you might be experiencing. I want you to know it's not going to get it's, it's get, it, you know it's not going it's going to get better you know it's going to get better I don't care I've been around a lot of people and they but just they just listen to the news all day long okay well if that's what you want to do I, I I don't have no problem with it but I'm not listening to it all day I don't, I might listen once or twice but I'm telling you the truth I can't take much more than about once or twice of it and then I have to what pray uh, you know with all the protesting that's going on and um. The looting going on, and uh, the brutality, police brutality, and you know, we, you know, there's a lot of things that's going on that's good in the world, and I choose, you know, not to ignore or to be ignorant, not not to pay attention to what's going on, but I want to, um, to to keep my mind on 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 those things that are good, amen. Those things that are lovely, those things that are just, as the Bible would say. You know, I think we should pay attention, but don't get caught. Uh, just stuck in it, you know, where you can't, you know, think about nothing else but all the bad things that's going on in the world. I'm just trying to say there is some good things that's going on, and God is still in control. That's my, you know, that's what God is trying to say to somebody, but somebody's really, really uh, about to lose it uh, because uh, they're paying too much uh, attention to what the devil is doing. And God said, don't put all your trust in man. Don't put all your trust in Thank you so much, Sister Sharon. <laughs>
too much of um, all of your, your and what man um, thinks about you or what he says about you. Um, he is the one that makes the makes the difference. He makes the he makes the he makes the change. He makes he makes the difference. So okay, let's look at. Um, I want to look at um, James, uh, the fifth chapter. I was in the fifth chapter of James uh, last week. And um, I just want to look at that scripture for a minute here, and it's um, in the, in the New Testament, um, the book of Saint James, right after the Gospels, you will find um, uh, James, the book of James, and I want to just say that that. You know, everything is not always as a scene. You know, God has a master plan. And you know, I know what the devil is saying, I know what the devil is doing and what you know what he's trying to do. But the the point is I choose to put my trust in God. I'm not gonna let nobody somebody say, I'm not gonna let nobody turn me around. I'm gonna put keep my mind on Jesus. You know, I'm going to put my keep my um my mind on him. And so I want to um, look at this, and I want you to know that God, you want to see God gonna come through for us. You just want to see, you know, your your mother or your your sister, your your your, uh, your daughter, and I know a lot of people are catching this thing, this COVID nineteen. But listen, I want you to know, even if you catch it, God still is a healer. I don't care if you, if you got the flu this morning, God is a healer. I don't care what you, you know, if you got if you got uh, whatever you got, you got a back ache. Or you got a headache, you got a stomach ache, uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're having trouble with your leg or your foot, you know, I don't care what you got going on. I want you, God wants you to know that he can heal anything. That's all I want, I want to, God wants you to know. He don't want you worrying yourself to death about something that he already took care of. Somebody said, if you're going to worry, don't pray. If you're going to pray, don't worry. So I want you to know that uh, God loves you and He cares about you, and it's going to be all right. Uh, it's going to be. It's, and somebody said, put out the song. It's going to be all right. I think that was uh, Reese Temple Church of God in Christ put that song out. It's going to be all right. Um, you know, it's going to be all right. You know, so maybe you could Google that song and give you a little hope. Give somebody a little hope this morning. It's going to be all right. So I want. I want to talk to uh, you. Um, in the in the book of James, in the fifth chapter, um, and I want to start at the at the um, at the thirteenth at the at the um, at the fourteenth verse. It says, "In any is there any sick among you? Let him call upon the elders for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord." And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess ye your faults, or confess your faults one to another, and pray for another, that ye may be healed. Then it says the effectual prayer. I mean, uh, St. James, the fifth chapter and the sixteenth verse. He says the effectual prayer. In other words, the fervent prayer, uh, the effectual prayer, the uh, the honest prayer, the uh, expectation prayer, the sincere prayer. 
you know, that's what he's talking about. Don't try to dress it up, fix it up. He's saying, you know, don't try to make it, make the prayer uh, sound good to God. Or you might say, we got to build God up. Ain't no such thing as building God up. You know, we either, either going to be for real with God, talk to God, uh, just, you know, somebody say, I came to Jesus just as I am. You know, and that's what, um, you know, uh, mercy and grace is, is that God forgives us in spite of our sins, in spite of our wrongdoing, in spite of our shortcomings. God has grace that he gives us and he renews his mercy. I was looking at that, that, that word the other day, uh, pity. We talked about that uh, pity, uh, the, the word pity. And it means that God, in, 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 you know, in Hebrew, it means that he uh, is having, he's concerned about us. I don't know about you, but I want God to be concerned about me. And so he's concerned about us. He's compassionate about us. And and then he loves us so much in spite of what we might have messed up or missed, missed it. Or as you might say, I, you missed it. You know, you didn't never, you never did answer my call. Or you missed my call. You know, uh, you, you missed my text. Or you missed my, you didn't answer my, you didn't reply to my letter. Or you didn't call me back. You know, you didn't, you didn't write me back. But sometimes we miss it. We miss when God is trying to get our attention. So what I love about it, he said, I believe it's in the third chapter um, um, in, in that book of Lamentations, and, and, you know, in meditation, that he's talking about, he's saying that his mercy is renewed every morning. And I think about that. And it says, great is thy faithfulness. You know, and I, great is thy faithfulness. And so I just thank God that he had mercy on us. I mean, he had mercy on me. Anybody glad God? He had mercy on us. He's compassionate God. I believe God give, God won't leave us. He, I was talking to somebody uh, cashier uh, yesterday. And um, and at the dollar, I went, you know, stopped at the dollar store to get some detergent on my way home. And because, I, you know, I, I was running out. You know, I thought about it the last minute. I was like, man, I don't think I got enough. I better get just something to hold me over so I can get, you know, what I normally would buy. But I just get something to hold me over. And I bought, a, you know, just something, some kind of detergent. But the girl, when I got in, she normally be happy and cheerful. But now when I when I came in, she, she said, hi, how you doing? I said, hi, how you doing? But I could tell something was bothering her, something was wrong. And we began to talk about what was going on, you know, life and what was going on. You know, just had to check out just for a minute there. But she she was carrying the load of the world on her back, or on you know the way she was talking about it. What I'm talking about, the, the, you know, it had got her down, got her spirit down, and we began to talk about how it's going to be all right. We know, and then we begin to talk about. It. I said, "Listen, we're gonna get through this," and she said, "Yeah, we're gonna make it through through this." I said, "That's right, we're coming out of this." And you know what the, the blessing was? Before I left out the store, before we end the conversation, she said to me. She says, bless you. She was, she was you know, like a Spanish uh, young lady. She says, bless you, and I will be praying for praying with you. That made me feel good because it means that God came in our situation. And I was having a, you know, like a stressful day, a lot of stuff I had to get done, and it was a lot of stuff I had to, you know, you know, get done. But what I liked about her. She was tuned into the spirit of God, and she let God talk with her. He let God uh, minister to her, and she was able to hear from God. And even though we was talking, it wasn't a one-way conversation. It was a three-way conversation. We was talking to each other, 
you know, which is a two-way conversation. But then we were also talking to the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was making what? Intercession. You know, he was interceding for us. So Ephesians 6, uh, the sixth chapter of Ephesians talks about that. Like there's a specific uh, intercessory prayer. You know, when we pray, you know, a lot of times we just pray. I know anybody, everybody, I, don't, you know, I can't speak for nobody else. But I'm just saying, but we all in a hurry sometimes. You know, which going, there's somebody saying going nowhere. But you know, one thing I like about prayer is I don't, one thing, that's one thing I like about it. You know, I might not know all the, the, the uh, you know, the, you know, everybody know. Some people say 10 of the best prayers or, you know, you can get a book on prayers. I got a, a book right now. I, I wish I could have brought it over here and show it to you, but I don't want to get up right now. But it's called Prayers. I had it for years. It's called Prayers That Avail It Much. And um, it's, it, it, it's, it's, um, it's a blessing because when you have when you have a prayer life, when you have a prayer life, you know, you it's easy, it's easy, it's easy for me to it's easy it's either easy for me to talk about uh something I know. You know, if I work on a um on a CTA train and I'm a conductor and I drive the train and if somebody was standing there and they don't know anything about the train, they could talk they could tell me all about what the route, they could tell me about um, you know, the customers that come on there and they board the train, the problems that they have on the train, the good time that they have, the laughter, the fun that they have, and then the places that they the train will go that maybe I would never, you know, get, you know, I, I have a car, but every now and then I get on the train, you know, I see when I go, go downtown or I go somewhere and I don't want to drive, I'll get on the, on the train in a minute. But the point I'm trying to make is because they do it all the time, they have experience, they train for it so they can tell me about it. That's one thing I like about prayer. And no matter how much education you got, it don't give you more. Or, 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 or no matter how much knowledge you got, or how much intelligence you are, or how it, or they say ignorant or not or not knowing, or they say I look at the word ignorant. I never, I hardly, I, I, I can tell you, ninety-five um, percent of the time, my in my vocabulary. I never used that word ignore, but I was I had to look at it for another um, a definition, and I come to find out that ignore me, ignore means that it's you know, ignorant means to ignore, and so I was like, well, I was looking at that in this in a sense, and I said, what do you want me to see in this world? And whenever I look up a um, a topic, I always try to look and see what is it that God wants me to see that I'm missing. Because majority of the time, I know for a fact, I'm not, I'm just testifying here this morning. If God, if it's something that God wants me to know, something God wants me to know, he's going to keep putting it out there. Whatever it is that he wants me to know. If it's like, um, let's say, for example, uh, like I talked about the word pity, you know, um, it's not feeling, you know, not feeling sorry for somebody, but having compassion. So I had the wrong what? Um, I was. It was partly right, but it wasn't. It wasn't sound doctrine. It wasn't what the Bible was talking about. It wasn't what God coming from the Holy Spirit. It wasn't what God. It, it wasn't how God sees it. That word. So when I looked at the word pity, after all these years, it gave me what a fresh, a renewed, uh, uh, a renewed 
um, topic and it gave me a, a, a somebody said a refresher word or it was a rhema word or which which when I use that word as a Greek word um, and I don't like to use it a lot of I'm not trying to make a, a lot of big words I'm just trying to use a word that I know so I say the word rhema when I say rhema that's the first word I ever learned which is mean it's a direct word from God. In other words, you know, it's, it's confirming what you know what God has already told you, and it's directly for you or that that, that particular uh, situation that you're going in. It's a direct, direct, direct. So you know, so um, you know, when you sitting there and, and you listening to the, the word, or you or you reading the word on your own, it looks like sometimes you could just you could just be you can be just just talking and. And, and you can be just talking, and then all of a sudden, you can hear, um, thank you so much, sister, for calling in, uh, for prayer. God bless you. I'm going to get back with you. Thank you so much, brother, for, uh, for sharing that. I appreciate you sharing that um, this video uh, for help somebody. Listen, prayer is what? Is our communication with God. It's how we communicate with him. It's the way we talk with God. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, uh, we kneel. Uh, sometimes what we, we stand, uh, or some, you know, and sometimes what we bow our head, or you know, and sometimes we lift our, our hands, right? So it's different what different forms of prayer. Sometimes we what we speak in tongues, you know, you know that uh, that have the spirit that talks about that uh, speaking in tongues in First uh, Corinthians, I believe it is uh, the twelfth chapter. It talks about I, I believe it's around the twelfth chapter. But it talks about speaking in tongues, you know, and how it builds you up, you know. And uh, so, um, so, but the main thing what he's talking about, what I like about prayer, if you don't mind me saying this before we go, and I don't like, I don't want to keep nobody too long. I like prayer because that's the that's the one place I can go in the world that I don't have to try to try to, you know, get my shirt right, you know, I ain't got to have on no watch or no ring or I don't have have to have on uh, gym shoes or dress shoes or dress pants or jeans or workout clothes or or, or have a three-piece suit on or I have to have on a, you know, a, a, a certain uh, pants or or top that fit in where I'm going. You know, if you're going to the park, you don't want to wear, you know, uh, a carbonate, you know, you know, you don't want to, um, you know, put on a, a, a suit that you would look like you were going to church. You're going to the park. You're going to the park. You, you look like you, you should be looking like you're just going like a regular work day or you going there to, to play because that's what the, that's what the atmosphere is for, to relax. It's a relaxation place. You're going to the pool. You want to go to the, to the pool, then you act, you will put on what? A trunks or a swimming shoe so you can what? You know, you dress according to the environment. Well, that's one thing I like about prayer. It, no matter which way, no matter what I'm going through, no matter where I'm at, no matter where I'm feeling, no matter how 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 it is, as long as I can acknowledge God, you know what He, I can talk to Him. It's like right there in the middle in the middle of the crowd, and right through all the confusion, and and it looks like God will come in and He looks like He can just just soothe soothe your doubts, and He like He can soothe you know bring down. Uh, calm down and confusion. Even in the middle of all of this uh, academic and all of this uh, protesting going on, and all of this shooting that's going, unnecessary shooting that's going on, and all these people are dying, 
and everything that's going on. God can get you know in the middle of all of this, I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? If Appetite Walker put that song out, I'm still here. I don't know about you. I'm glad I'm here. You know, I'm glad I'm still here. After all the things, somebody said, after all the things I've been through, I still got a joy. I still got joy. So listen, Romans 8, 27 through verses 28 talks about intercession. Uh, how Jesus go, is a, in, when we say intercession, that means we have a goal between. between. You know, uh, when uh, a lawyer or an attorney, a, a advocate, he's an advocate, he's an attorney, is someone that what? He goes between us. In other words, he takes care of the client, which is you. But he also has to doubt what? To the judge. So he's an in-between person. He's an intercessor. Same thing with Jesus. The attorney is is, is 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 Satan. He always trying to condemn you. He's always trying to break, you know, the cause of uh, deception. He's always trying to blame you. He's always trying to, to bring you down. He's always trying to, what, slander your name. He's always trying to you know, get you cursed out. He's always trying to get you dismissed. But you know what? One thing I like about God, if you already talked to him about it and you already prayed about it, you can put it in his hand because the Bible says, listen, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And that's what I like about Jesus. He's right there. He's, a, he's right on time. You know, right on time. I mean, it, he, somebody, grandma used to say, he may not come when you want him. Sometimes he don't come when you want him. Now, you know him right. Sometimes Jesus don't come when you want him to come right then, right then, right then. I don't care how we cry, no matter how bad the situation, sometimes he don't come right then. Sometimes, sometimes you know what? Sometimes I find out. But sometimes he says that in your patience or in your suffering, you become stronger. So he can't, so sometimes, you know, your baby, when your baby cry, sometimes you don't go get a, because they, they, you know, they say, look, I want the baby to grow up. Because they say, if you go and, you go and get the baby out the, out, the, out the basket, every time the baby cry, every time the baby lift their hands up, say, pick me up, pick me up. What happened? They, they, you know, the, the older people will say, that baby going to be spoiled. And they say, why? They say, because you give them everything they want. They say, but look, every now and then you got to let them cry. Let them cry. Let them cry. Let them cry. They'll get used to what? Being alone. They'll get used to uh, having, having you know, the uh, the wife, you know, the um, you know that you're not going to come every time they, you know, they, they decide that they want to, you know, get your attention. You know, let, mama's busy right now. Mama on the phone talking to the, to the phone, you know, to the phone company or the gas company. She can't come pick you up right now. So you're going to have to just, you know, sometimes mama used to look over at us and she'd give us that look like you better. And she would point, you better be quiet. And when she said that, I don't care, we were 35 years old. When she, when she gave me that, she's to this day. But my mom was still living, thank God. My mother, to this day, my mother looked at you over there and give you that look. You better sit down and be quiet. And she mean what she said. Why? Because she taught us when we were young. You know, you know. Once I'd have told you once, do what I'm telling you to do, and then what? You know, everything be all right. But if you don't do what I want you to do, <laughs> you know, then there's going to be consequences. Well, the same thing with the Bible. You know, it's just that Jesus uh, is our intercessor. And we thank God for Jesus because if we didn't have Jesus, a lot of things that a lot of things that we get ourselves into right now, uh, and a lot of things that, 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 that we should repent for, and you know I'm right. A lot of things we, we, you know, we, we, you know, we, we don't repent for. 
I know I don't. I don't repent for everything I'm supposed to repent for. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit up here like I'm no honest aide. Yeah, I make mistakes, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that. I make mistakes. You know, I make mistakes. And um, and one thing um, that helped me through this epidemic is I had to go back to some of the people when I got to the new place because they was treating me bad. They was treating me wrong, and they was, you know, I had experienced a lot of heavy uh, racism going on. And they were, you know, people everywhere, they were just ready to fight, and they were treating me real bad. But there was a, a group of people that was not trying to do that. And I had God in to deal with me and said, go back to that person. Go back to these people. You know, you know, you can't do, you know, get the, get everybody. He said, but there were certain people that was trying to meet you halfway. Take a look in the mirror, he said, told me. You took a look in the mirror. I took a look in the mirror, and I went back to those people and said, okay, now. Now that it's all over, I'm sorry I went down like that. Uh, but let's try again. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to try again. Can we start over? And do you know what? Majority of the people, uh, ninety percent of the people that I came in contact with, ninety, at least ninety percent of the people, or 93 percent of the people, we got a better relationship, and it's a, a sweet harmony and uh, uh, you know, good, good graces. So I'm just saying, sometimes we have to what lay lay down our wheel and pick up the cross, which is what the carry. Uh, to carry to carry out the load for somebody else that might not, even though they might not even know why they're doing what they're doing to you or doing treating you mean or something. Sometimes it's the hurt that's going on inside of them, and so that's why the Bible says, "What forgive?" And then what the Lord will forgive you. So if you forgive, uh, the Lord's prayer talk about that. If you forgive not uh, others of their trespasses, the Lord will what not forgive you. So forgive as you know. As God, Jesus had to forgive us, so we got we got to forgive, you know. And I know sometimes it's hard because people, like, sometimes people can be mean, but you know what? There's a lot. There's a lot of good people in the world, you know. Sometimes it needs somebody to. Sometimes, sometimes it's a blessing. Apologize even if you ain't wrong. I mean, you got to walk around, you know, being, you know, what I mean, uh, sympathetic to everybody and being, you know, uh, what I'm saying, too soft, where people just walk on. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sometimes people don't know that they're they're hurting on the side. They don't know it's, that, that they're mean on the side. They don't need, know that they they don't have the light and the love of Jesus Christ living inside of them. That's why he said, Jesus said, what I'm trying to say is, let Jesus said, let your light shine. And what are you talking about? Let the, you know, let them do what they want to do. He says, out there in the world doing whatever they want to do. He said, but you are not of the world. He said, that's why the world will not receive you. You know, you know, this in the Bible now. I know I'm in the book. He said, he says, he says, these people not even then the reason why they don't receive you because you're not of this world. As I'm not of this world. He says, he says, because you have been bought with a price. He said, you've been paid for. You know, and he said, not only that, I put a seal on your head to let everybody know that you my child. He said, so no, he said, so think not that, um, you know, he says, you know, that I came to, you know, to take you out of this world so that you won't have to be struggle with this, with, the, with this economy and struggle with these the problems and the, and, uh, the uh, and all this pressure and everything by yourself. I came that you might have life. And that's what he's talking about, John 10 and 10. He said, I made, I come that you might have life. He said, and that's what I like about Jesus. He don't want us just to live. He wants to have a good time. 
Not all the time, but sometimes every now and then he wants you to go somewhere and have a good time. You ain't gonna get with it. Somebody today, you've been having a hard time. God said, you need to get out of that house. You need to get, get you know, when you get off work or whatever you gotta do. He says, yeah, sometimes you need to do. Now I ain't talking about going out and just spending unnecessary money. I'm not talking about that. Every now and then you should go and treat yourself. Like, it's time for me to go um, let somebody work on my feet. My feet, you know, they, they squeal or they hurt, you know. And, you know, I know it's just, you know, a matter of time. But what I like about Jesus, every now and then he'll send me somebody that can take care of my feet. You know, somebody that know what to do, know how which nerves to, you know, which nerves to pull, you know, which which nerve to which nerve to uh, touch, no no which which nerve to you know which stone which pinky to pull. I mean, I mean, you get the right if you get the right person, you know, get you know get the right get the right person well, well, to know what they're doing.
Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the message today. Um, the scriptures that I was giving today out, uh, I was reading from St. James in the King James uh, Bible, uh, chapter 5, verses 14. Um, and also um, where it says, he's talking about this sick, how Jesus is a healer. Uh, as we already know, James is the book that comes right after the, uh, the four gospel writers. Um, and it also, um, where he's talking about, uh, is there any, yes, and the question, is there any sick among you? And he says, let them pray. Let them pray. And the effectual prayer shall save the sick. And if he committed any sins, um, let them pray and uh, anointing them with oil. And he's talking about being healed. So somebody need to go to church tomorrow that's sick, not for the healing, but for uh, to hear the word of God so they can, so your life can be changed and so you can be made whole. And so we're looking at it in the Sunday school book. And I was really elated, elated. Uh, I was elated. I was really uh, excited about what I had read in there. He's talking about um, a miracle within a miracle, a miracle within a miracle. Matthew nine thirty five. You got a chance to read that. He's talking about the the compassion, the compassion of Jesus, and the miracles that Jesus had, uh, was working. Uh, it's really something that I think you don't want to miss um, your healing. I want to say that. Um, I was listening to one of the uh, preachers today from my church, and he was saying, I think his name was um, Pastor Harvey, and he was saying that, how far do you want to go to receive your healing? What, what would you willing to do to get to Jesus? Uh, and when we saw the uh, story of Matthew, Matthew chapter 9, verses 18, through 26, um, where, you know, where, the, um, where he was speaking to them and, and behold, there came a certain ruler and worship and saying, my daughter is, is even dead, but come lay thy hand upon her and she shall live. And Jesus arose and that's in Matthew, the ninth chapter in the 18th through the 26th verse. He says, and Jesus arose and followed him and so did his disciples and behold a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 long years it says 12 12 years but you know when they used to see it back in the day 12 long years and he uh she came and behind him and uh behind jesus and touched the hem of his garment what he said with with within herself if i may if I may but touch his garment, somebody out there ought to say, I shall, or I will, or I declare, or, you know, I, I believe I will be made whole. So I was looking at the word, uh, I want to share that with you in the Sunday school book. It was saying to be whole uh, in, in a Matthew 19 chapter in the 21st verse is the word, uh, the Greek word, zozo which is S-O-Z-O, -O, and it means to be whole, to be made whole. 
to save, to be saved from sickness, to be saved from death, or to be saved from eternal condemnation. Lord have mercy. So, uh, so it's, it's, it's to be put forth. That's what they say, uh, the big part of this lesson uh, uh, in the biblical definition is talking about. It says, but put forth or to, to be forcefully removed. Somebody got a sickness that's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to have to take Jesus to get that, get your body whole. But you know, that's why you know, make your way. What I, mean, I want to stick with what that preacher said today. What are you willing to what are you willing to go to? What 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 uh length or what how far are you willing to travel or how much are you used to uh willing to go through to get to Jesus, to get your miracle? And that's what we saw in um in this chapter of Matthew in the ninth chapter in the eighteenth verse to the twenty-sixth verse. Uh and pay attention to that, that verse where it says nine Matthew nine twenty-one. Uh, Zozo. That's a new word I learned today. S O Z O. Zozo. S O Z O. To be made whole. To be whole. In other words, something was broken in your life. Uh, something is uh, not like it's supposed to be. Something is carried carried you to the extreme. It looked like you were gonna never get no peace or, or or no or no compassion or no love in your life. God want to heal that situation. He want to heal your body because sometimes some things are not always uh, physical. Some things are spiritual. Um, and uh, in Scripture, we talk uh, that Jesus is talking about. It. He's telling us that uh, most of the things that are, majority of the things in this world uh, are more spiritual than they are um, the natural. But we just see the natural, so we think that that's the whole world. But there's a spirit world out there. It's more real than what we can see. That's why we need Jesus, because Jesus can fight for us. He is our protector. He is our ambassador. He is our Lord and Savior. He is our, our go-between. He is our mediator. He, somebody said he's my, they used to say he's my rock in a weary land. Okay, well, I'm going to let y'all have a good night. Uh, have a good morning or whatever you are listening to this uh, broadcast. I want you to know that God loves you. And don't forget that um, this broadcast is designed with you in mind thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed the song and the sunday school lesson and the message and the sermon uh in the beginning um it's pretty just telling telling you that jesus loves you and uh, if you don't know jesus in the bottom of your sins contact me or contact some church or some minister or, or some evangelist some some man of god some young woman of God, somebody that's talking about Jesus and know how to pray. I'm sure somebody could tell you about Jesus, give you some scriptures or prayers, invite you to their, their church. And if you need a reference to a church, please let me know. I'll be happy to recommend someone in your area. Okay, God bless you and thank you. If you'd like to call in for prayer, the prayer line number is 877-800-8515. God bless you and have a wonderful day. And don't forget to go to our website at andremurphyministries.com. And I'm anointed to make you rich. I'm anointed to get you healed. I'm anointed to get you in business. I'm anointed for that. And you need to don't you don't need to give me no prophets. Give the anointing the prophecy. Because that's that's he put it on me for you. Alright, let's just look at this now. This is something that I think that you'll really 
uh, can appreciate. All right, now, I want to take my time in this. I know we don't get you out on time, praise God. But I want to take my time in this. All right. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 first. And verse 6 through 8. Okay. I want you to see something here. Okay. Um, I got all my notes. I had a bunch of notes on it today. Okay. Now. I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity. For God loveth a what? A cheerful giver. And in the Amplified, I think it says prompt to do it prompt to do it. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That, that, I want you to underline that. That you may always, have, uh, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. All grace abound towards you. All right, let me show you something. Look at, Matt, look at Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, starting at verse 17. At verse 17. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. When he was going forth into the way, there came unto him, came one running unto kneel unto him, and asking him, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why call me good? There is none good but God. <clears throat> you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not, honor thy father and mother. And he answered, and he said unto him, Master, all this have I observed from my youth. And Jesus, beholding him, he loved him, and said unto him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatsoever you have, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Come and come, take up the cross, and follow me. In other words, join my group. 
And he was sad at that saying and went away grieved for he had great possessions. Wow. This is powerful. Now, grief. What is grief? When do we see people grieve? Maybe they feel things they lost something. Look at 1 John chapter 4 and verse 3. Yeah, if you 
go back and say, okay, where else did God tell him to give something? Turn to Genesis chapter 22 and verse 1. Oh, in Genesis chapter 22 and verse 1, that it came to pass after these things that God did attempt or prove Abraham, and he said unto Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said unto him, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom you what? It's not only there. Over in Genesis 43, the sons of Jacob came back to their dad, and they ran out of food again. And he said, I want you all to go down there and get some more food. And he told them that, and they said, well, the man told us, don't go back down there unless we bring our younger brother. So said, well, wait a minute. How did he know you had a younger brother? Well, the man asked us, and we told him. And oh, by the way, if Benjamin doesn't go with us, we're not going. See, God, in every case, God was not trying to get something from him. What was he trying to do? He was trying to get something to them. And this old idea about giving, moving you up to another level, even there, every level there's a test. And, and as you go up, he wants you to increase so he can increase you. Hearing a you, you're your, your increase is not going to be any bigger than you're given. Now, this, this, this is grown-up talk. Now, I'm talking grown-up talk. Because when Abraham did that with his son, everything opened up. When he sent Benjamin down there to Egypt, uh, and, and, and as Joseph asked for, everything opened up. There is a giving you can make. That everything will open up. Now I want you to see this. And God will give you grace. Well, what is grace? See, some people say, well, grace is what you say over your food. No, I'm not talking about that. Grace is God's ability being used on your behalf, even though you don't uh, deserve it. That's what one man said, grace. I like that. It's God working through you to help you do what he's called you to do. Now God gave me this today. He gave me this for you and those who are listening here. The grace of giving. Because you can get into a place where you can't give naturally. And that's where this man was. He said, oh, I've, you know, I've given it and so forth and so on. He said, okay. One thing you like, go your way, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and come on, take up your cross and follow me. There is something about this. The man was grieved. Now, the Bible says that God's commandments are not what? Grievous. So God is not going to tell you, you sit down here, say, okay, I want you to run the marathon uh, next week. Well, now you got to practice for the marathon. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying he's not going to tell you to do that. He's just going to tell you to go in your bank account. 
he's just going to tell you to do this or do that. I'm, I'm just saying. And this, this is what people of God sometimes don't want to hear. Because, man, I don't know about that now. Well, you can give as you purpose in your heart. You can give that. That's a type of giving too. But if you want this, this, this mother load, then, then you give what he tells you to give. Oh, boy, I don't see a lot. You know, it's amazing. I can get a lot of amens when I'm just talking about something else. But when I'm talking about money, there is an attention that I cannot get in any other subject. He said, Lord, have mercy. No, you're not going to lose. You, you are not going to lose. See, this, this, look, look, look here. When God tells you to give, he's going to get your seed back to you right away. When he, when, when he put Isaac on that slab and lifted up the knife, the angel stopped him, didn't he? And then right away there was a what? A ram in the bush. They went down there with Benjamin. They said, go back, get your daddy. Listen, tell him to leave all that old furniture right there. Because hey, some roaches probably in it anyway. Leave it right there and come on down. I'm telling you now. Oh, this is, this is a hard message, isn't it? But that's why the man walked away green. Because he said, I worked too hard for that. He thought he was going to lose. Now, let me give you the key to obeying God in this thing. Are you ready? Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. You know the scripture, but I'm going to link it to this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, what did he do? He endured the cross. What else? despising the shame and what else is set down at the right hand of God now what made it easy for Jesus to give his life got it one he saw the harvest he, he saw the harvest. I'm, I'm saying something to you. When you get revelation, time goes away. You got what I'm saying? Time goes away. See, as long as you see time, you don't give your best or your last. You don't, you don't give that. Look what it says in Abraham here. This is Hebrews. I know I'm taking a little time, but you got time. Same into this. See, this, you, what you're doing is you're understanding that time is the only thing standing between you and a billion dollars. Look what it's 
says here, and this is Hebrews chapter 11. And look what it says here. Come on down to verse 17, if you will. All right. Now watch this. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up who? Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his what? Only begotten son of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be what? Called. Keep going. Accounting that God was able to do what? Raise him up. Raise who up? Isaac, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. This is Abraham here saying, even if I offer him to God, God's going to give him back to me. See, when you can see, see, the only thing, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Revelation takes away time. All right, I, I'm, I'm teaching you this because you need to know this. Jesus, what did Jesus see? Mark chapter 2 and verse 34. What did Jesus see? What did he see? Watch this. And they shall mock him and shall scourge him and shall spit upon him and shall kill him. Watch this. And then the third day, he shall what? He'll rise again. Bill Winston Levi be him. Well, I tried to. I said a date passed. The date went past. Said another date. Date went past. What? Wow, money's coming in. Date went past. Then I heard a man teach on seed time and harvest. Oh, okay. Wow. He said, Mark chapter 10, verse 29 and 30. Let me. Let me see what that says. He keeps saying that verse. That verse is kind of striking me. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left what? House, brother, sister, father, mother, wife, uh, children, and I be him for my sake of the gospel, but he shall receive what? A hundredfold. Come on, come on, help me now. Now what did I do? Meditate. I meditated until... Revelation came. When revelation comes, now a revolution is about to start. Because when you can't see, then it, you, it, it's, it's a frustration. It's a, it's a, wait a minute, wait. Uh, oh no, I, I can't, uh, I can't do that. I can't give that much. That's because you can't see anything coming. Abraham, <laughs> Abraham saw him already raised up. Come on, Jesus saw himself already raised up. Come on, come on now. I'm saying he saw you coming back home. He saw his harvest coming before he even planted himself as a seed. John chapter 12, verse 24. This is good preaching. In John 12, 24, he says, Verily, verily, I send you, except a quart of wheat, what? Falls to the ground, and what? 
dies, it abides alone. But if it does die, what is it going to bring forth? Much fruit. People don't want that seed to die. And you got to put it in there and count it as far as you're concerned, if not yours anymore. I remember when we were bleeding for the airplane, we were, my wife and I were down there at uh, Brother Copeland's ministry. He was uh, bleeding for another airplane. And we, he got said, I said, baby, what should we give? I'm, I'm hearing 100,000. What do you hear? She said, I hear the same thing. Boom. Let it go. Some days later, he called me and said, hey, uh, uh, Brother Copeland said, Bill, you know, I think they took that offering up the wrong way. He said, no, I noticed you gave, you know, a seed into that offering. He said, listen, he said, I, I'm, I'm, God is telling me to sow all of it. He said, no, I just want you to know, is, is that all right with you? I said, all right with me. That's not my seed. See, it's got to die. It, it's, come on now. It's got to die. You can't be wondering what they're doing with my seed. You, you, if you do that, that seed has never died, and you'll never get a harvest. Folks, this thing is so good if you follow the guidelines. And Abraham. Now, what was wrong with Jacob? Look how Jacob started crying. Oh, my son Benjamin, Lord have mercy. He had lost revelation. There was a time he had revelation, but what happened? So all of a sudden the brothers came and they they, they get, got a Joseph and sold Joseph and put some blood on Joseph's coat, brought it back to the daddy, and the daddy thought he lost his precious seed. He didn't lose his seed, they tricked him. You can't lose your seed. If you stay in faith, your seed is not lost. That bank ain't lost. I'm telling you the truth, man. He's coming up some other way. Now I'm telling you right now, God wants you to be a millionaire. He wants you to be a millionaire now. And, but I'm telling you what you got to do. You got to break the power of time. And the way you do that is so in faith. When he tells you to do something, he's going to do something that's going to require a little bit of faith to let it go. Say amen to that. Told me to sow. And I sold. Showed that $100,000. Airplane. He kind of put on our hearts what to sow. We were over in England. <sighs> Baby, we need our new house. Well, we've saved up some money. Well, let's take that. We had $20,000 or something. She said, I'm here in the sow. Boom, we sold it. Came back here. House debt free. Brand new. Brand new house. I'm not trying to get you to, to, to give to me. That, that, see, if you got that idea, see, that, that's what's happened. You know, people go home and, ah, you know, I remember Pastor Wilson told us again, you know, and so forth. He, all that man won't need y'all money. All that, see, you, you ain't ready. You ain't ready. Hey, look what he told. Look, come on over here to Philippians. I'm, I'm going I'm to stop in a minute, but I got to get this message into you. This is what God gave me today for you. He said, I'm about to promote you financially. Look what he said in Philippians. Philippians chapter 4, verse 15. There ain't no sense in people being with me for years and still broke. Can't you see something wrong with that? I mean, if nothing else, get mad at yourself. 
start talking to yourself. Say, self, I'm not going to listen to you no more. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to the pastor from now on. <laughs> now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I depart from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning what? Giving, come on, and receiving, but who? You only. Next verse, please. For even in Thessalonica, you uh, uh, you sent once and again to my necessity. Watch this. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire that fruit, come on, may abound to your account. If you don't give, I'm still cool. Somebody say, he got it all. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying, I'm cool. It's not that I desire a gift, but it's time for something to abound in your Factor is time. And people who don't know Christ are locked in time. People who do know Christ dominate time. It's called time management. You tell time what to do. The doctor give you six months for this to get over. Tell him, doctor, I appreciate your report. But I have dominion over time. Isn't that good? Now one more, John chapter six. I know I'm taking time, but I'm gonna break that. I'm gonna break down the time of the message. And it just, you know, I, I hate, I hate to take time for this, but you need to know this. Am I right about this? You need to know how I got here. Oh, all this stuff, man. This stuff ain't, ain't not, I'm not getting no free pass. I got to sow just like you got to sow. You, you don't have nothing to put in the pot, the plate, put, put your hair in there. I mean, put, put some, I mean, no, no, I, I, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I, I, I might have gone too far. Okay, but, but look, look, look what he says here. <laughs> no, I, I don't want you to do, I don't think that that's what you should do. No, I want you to see this because he had seen Isaac already what? Raised up. Jesus had seen you already coming back home. Watch this and him back with the father. And I'm telling you, I have seen over no man that has left house, mother, father, sister, brother, a land for your sake, but he shall receive a hundredfold win. Now, I meditated that thing until I got inside of me and all of a sudden time went away. I could see myself. I could see 10,000 people. I could see, I'm telling you, folks. And when I saw it, I came into my boss and I called my wife and said, baby, I'm leaving the company. She said, praise the Lord. I went in and told my boss they thought I was crazy. People who even worked for me wouldn't even hardly speak to me when I left. But they're calling me now. My point to you is, is because I can see something they can't see. And when you can see it, time evaporates. Because you're already there. You're starting with the end in mind. 
Well, I won't go there. You can read it yourself. John chapter um, 6, starting at verse 5. This is a little boy. And the little boy had some seeds, didn't he? He had a lunchbox with some with some with some Oreo cookies in it. You know what I mean? He, he, you know ain't no little boy gonna give you his lunchbox. You know, you know about that. But he heard something. Because Jesus preached the gospel so simple that a fool could not err. And he gave it. And when he gave that one box, how many baskets did he take home to mom? Twelve. Called little boy faith. Be a child again. Just believe what the man says. I'm here to get you blessed. And I decree you are blessed. Give the Lord a praise. Prepare your time and offer. You'll never be broke another day in your life. I said you'll never be broke another day in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for the gift of grace. Hallelujah. You know, God, you have made a way out of no way. Seen the unseen, seen us through. Oh, wow. 